If you had told me a month ago that it would take until game 11 of the regular season for the Boston Bruins to suffer their first regulation loss, I would have gladly taken it. And still, this game against the Red Wings on Saturday was winnable. We're going to talk about what went wrong and some positives, plus preview tonight's game against Dallas here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Monday, November 6th, and I want to thank you so much for making Lockdown Bruins part of your day. Free and available on your favorite podcast app, as well as on YouTube. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first ticket purchase. The Boston Bruins lost to the Detroit Red Wings on Saturday, their first regulation loss of the 2023-24 season. We're going to talk about what went wrong and also highlight some positives. And then later on on the show, we will preview tonight's game against the Dallas Stars. First, a quick reminder, you can find the podcast at Locked NHL Bruins on X, Threads, Instagram. And you can find me, my hockey thoughts, and dad jokes at Ian C. McLaren. So the Bruins were up in this game against Detroit. First period goals from James Van Riemsdyk and Matt Patra gave the Bruins a 2-0 lead. They allowed Detroit to come back and tie things up on goals from Lucas Raymond and uh, Jake Wallman. Charlie Coyle put them up again, 3-2. But then they allowed three straight goals in the third period to concede the lead, and they would never come back to tie. David Pasternak brought things to within one with a third-period power play goal, but it was uh, too late as the Bruins fell to the Red Wings. And head coach Jim Montgomery, after the game, said, um, they just allowed too many glorious opportunities against for the Detroit Red Wings. Linus Allmark, he said, was at the top of his game because he had to make a lot of really good saves, especially on their power plays. Quote, we just gave up too many glorious chances. The Bruins had uh, eight penalties called against them in this one. The Red Wings went two for eight on the power play, an uncharacteristic 75% success rate for the Bruins. They had been rolling in the high 90s heading into this one. But when you're taking that many penalties and giving up that many opportunities, then the puck is bound to go in and you're making things more difficult for your goaltender, just elevating his workload throughout the game. You have to be on such high alert while you're killing penalties. And there was only so much he could do five 
goals on 40 shots and 875 uh, save percentage. Two of those goals coming on uh, the power play where he went five for seven in terms of shots versus uh, saves. His first kind of down game of the regular season still has a save percentage of 926, uh, which is obviously excellent, a record of uh, 4-1-1. Linus Allmark kind of carrying the advantage in terms of overall numbers. He's yet to have a game like this where he gives up uh, that many goals in a single game. And he will likely get the start tonight against the Dallas Stars. But again, there was only so much he could do. Uh, David Perron on the other side of things saying it's only one game for them, but it was nice to give the Bruins a loss. And they relished that opportunity. Um, The Red Wings thought they played pretty good in the first. They were down and just kept pouring it on. The Bruins were playing, of course, without three of their regular defensemen. And you had uh, Parker Witherspoon and Ian Mitchell, Mason Lorai in the lineup in the absence of Charlie McAvoy, Matt Grizzlick, and Derek Forbort. Witherspoon, one assist in 11 minutes and 19 seconds of play. Uh, Mitchell was a minus one in 17-10. Lorai was actually the uh, second... Most ice time for a defenseman. He had one shot, one hit. He did take two minor penalties. He was a minus one. Uh, A bit of a down game for him after a pretty sparkling debut. But again, depleted defense. Uh, The Bruins weren't going to go 80-3 and or whatever. For them to suffer their first regulation loss this late into the season, all things considered, uh, can't be too gutted over this loss. And they were still right in there to the very end. Down only one goal. Things got a bit out of a hand late. Things were chippy. Uh, You see reactions on social media where fans were calling um, Brad Marchand for mixing things up. The Toronto Maple Leafs were still talking about Brad Marchand and their lack of response to the Timothy Lilligren incident on Saturday. That game was on Thursday. They were still talking about it two, three days later. The Bruins kind of living rent-free in the opposition's head these days. And it goes to show you kind of how frustrated teams are that this team just won't go away. The Boston Bruins were expected to regress this season. And they still likely will. They're not going to keep up this level of success. But we said that exact same thing last season, didn't we? They weren't going to keep it up. I'm not expecting them to have another historic regular season, but they're second in the NHL right now. 864 point percentage, 9-1-1, 19 points, four back of Vegas, who suffered their first loss last night against the Anaheim Ducks. And the Bruins just continued to find a way. Yes, there were some defensive lapses, and breakdowns, they were giving up some glorious chances. The Red Wings have 
a lot of talented offensive players. So you can't continue to give them opportunity after opportunity and not think that it's not going to count at some point. Uh, so a game the Bruins can learn from, move on from, and uh, prepare for tonight's game against the Dallas Stars, who also have a bevy of offensive talent. And we'll discuss that uh, later on in the podcast. So the biggest takeaway from this game, the Bruins' penalty kill had some lapses, um, some defensive breakdowns, allowing multiple glorious chances, too many glorious chances, according to uh, head coach Jim Montgomery. And the Bruins didn't have enough offense to overcome. Uh, Hampus Lindholm said Detroit wanted that win. We didn't play our best hockey in stretches, but we fought back and we're still in the game at the end, even with all the penalties. And, and that's a key takeaway from this game. We'll also talk about some of the depth scoring stepping up as the podcast continues. Game Time is obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. They have deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, even an hour before after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats, exclusive flash deals, and sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, even concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Just download the app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but create an account. Redeem code locked on NHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Thank you so much again for making Locked On Bruins part of your day free and available on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube, including bonus breaking news, news, news in the form of YouTube shorts. So be sure to be on the YouTube channel, especially. On tomorrow's podcast, we will do our three thoughts recap on tonight's game against the Dallas Stars, which we will preview here later on in the show. One other key takeaway from the game against the Red Wings was depth scoring uh, contributing once again. David Pasternak, I mentioned, had the power play goal, which was his ninth of the season. Nine goals in 11 games for our boy Pasta, who is showing no signs of slowing down without David Krejci around, without Patrice Bergeron around, and as an elite, high-paid player. Don't forget, he's you know in the 11 millions this year uh, in terms of average annual valuation, and he's on pace to eclipse last year's career year right now he's on pace for 67 goals 52 assists for 119 points and that would be better than the 61 and 52 for 113 he recorded last year but he wasn't the only one doing some damage on the scoreboard on saturday 
James Van Riemsdyk popping in his fourth goal of the season. Van Riemsdyk, of course, was signed to a one-year, $1 million contract. And he's providing outstanding value right now. On pace for 30 goals and 52 assists. If he can keep this pace up, just a gold mine signing for uh, our boy Don Sweeney here. And compare that with Tyler Bertuzzi, who a lot of Bruins fans were pining for, myself included, to be honest. He's on pace for 30, sorry, 15 goals, 7 assists, 22 points. So half the goal production, basically hardly any helpers, just one, two goals, one assist in 11 games for Tyler Bertuzzi with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Matt Potra scored his fourth as well. Just a sensational move on Detroit goaltender Ville Husso to give the Bruins a 2-0 lead. Uh, Charlie Coyle with his second with a primary assist from Jake DeBrusque. We talked last week about DeBrusque finally finding the back of the net. He got the primary assist here with Parker Witherspoon getting the secondary. Charlie Coyle with his second of the year. And then Pasta from Patra and Lindholm on the power play to bring the Bruins to within one goal. Unfortunately, they were not able to uh, get the equalizer. Right now, the Bruins led in scoring by Pasta, 16 points in 11 games. Brad Marchand with 10 points. Then you have Charlie Coyle, Pavel Zaka. Charlie McAvoy still up there despite having missed two games due to suspension. Uh, Van Riemsdyk, Patra with seven points, four goals, three assists each. Uh, Jake DeBrusque still with one goal. Four assists for five points in 10 games. If he can start finding his game, the Bruins will be that much better off for it. So they did have some defensive breakdowns, some lapses on the penalty kill, and that's all understandable seeing as they're playing without three of their top six defensemen and got into a lot of penalty trouble in this one, which was uh, admittedly a problem. Uh, the penalty uh, people were Van Riemsdyk, Marshawn, each with four penalty minutes apiece. Coyle, Posternak taking penalties, which you can't have. Uh, Hampus Lindholm with a 10-minute misconduct. Mason Lorai, two minors. Carlo Witherspoon with minors. Uh, there was even an abuse of the official <laughs> late in the game uh Lindholm with the um misconduct after getting mixed up with Dylan Larkin Marshawn's penalties came late in the game cross-checking roughing against JT Comfer so they were kind of inconsequential but um the penalties that they scored on came uh in the first period 16-20 of the first period. That was Brandon Carlo's interference penalty on Dylan Larkin. And then they scored again uh, 9-59 of the second period. And that one was Mason Lorai boarding against Michael Rasmussen. So those 
uh, were the ones that really hurt them. Power play goal four. That brought them to within one. Still not enough. Again, biggest takeaway from this one. It's game 11. They're 9-1-1. One, and one. There were some positives. There were guys that can get going. McAvoy will be back in the lineup soon. Uh, Mason Lorai looks pretty good. Um, and we'll see if they're able to keep going against another D team, the Dallas Stars, tonight. And we'll preview that game here as the podcast continues. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. And it's not just NFL. They have an app that is incredibly easy to use. And there's a wide range of betting options for football, basketball, hockey, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. As I look at tonight's game, the over-under for the Bruins Stars is set at 5.5. So if you want to put some action on there, go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get in on the action with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. And speaking of tonight's game against the Dallas Stars, should be a good one. For whatever reason, Bruins games in Dallas are always highly entertaining. And the Dallas Stars are coming into this one off to a weird start. I kind of thought they would be a Stanley Cup contender this year. They are first in the Central Division. But some of their top guys aren't exactly popping. And I think specifically of Jason Robertson, uh, who I had on my fantasy team. I've mentioned this before. I had him after trading uh, Jack Hughes. I traded Jack Hughes for Jason Robertson, Shane Wright. I flipped Shane Wright and Jason Robertson. uh, Robertson specifically for a package that included Jack Eichel. And Quentin Byfield, that's looking pretty good right now. Robertson with only two goals, six assists for eight points. This team is led in scoring by Rupe Hints. He's got 11 points in nine games. The ageless Joe Pavelski with 10 points. Jamie Benn still getting some production, nine points in 10 games. Uh, Wyatt Johnston, Matt Duchesne, Mason Marchment, Yeti Dadnov, our old friend, Old friends, Tyler Sagan and Craig Smith, down in there as well. They're a very deep team, four lines that can do some damage on any given night. And, of course, they have an excellent goaltender in Jake Ottinger, who's 5-1-1 with a 9.38 save percentage so far. You know who's been better, though? Jeremy Swayman, 5-0-0 with a 9 54 save percentage and it should be his net tonight against Dallas after Linus Allmark started on Saturday. Hintz has seven points over his last five games outdone by our own Pasta who has eight in his last five including four goals four assists and when it comes to special teams uh, 
Dallas's power play not exactly lighting up the world. They have a 28th ranked power play. Boston's is a bit better, 21st, 16.7. We have a duel of the top penalty killing teams in this one, though. Boston second at 93.6. Dallas has been better, 94.4. They have a 22nd ranked offense, 2.9 goals per game. Boston's is 15th at 3.18. And the Bruins are allowing still a league low 1.91 goals per game compared to 5th ranked 2.5 for the Dallas Stars. In terms of the underlying numbers, the Bruins have the advantage here. Although both teams are below 50% when it comes to shot attempt differential. The Bruins are at 49.26. Stars at 48.81. Shot attempt differential, a bit better for the Bruins. They're 50.9. The Dallas Stars are at 48.93. When it comes to expected goals, which is looking at shot attempts, shots, high danger shots, the Bruins above 50% at 53.3. The Dallas Stars are even better though, 54.69, which means they're getting some really good quality looks uh, despite not getting an abundance of looks. The Bruins still pretty high in terms of PDO. 102.9, which is adding up their save percentage and shooting percentage. The Dallas Stars are exactly at 102.9 as well, though, with a better shooting percentage, but not as good save percentage at uh, 5-on-5. So if you're looking at that 5.5 over-under number, could be the we could be looking at kind of a 3-2 game here based on how these teams are defending, uh the lack of power play success and how good their penalty kills have been so far this season. But again, when the Bruins are in Dallas, things always seem to get a bit wild, so who knows. 8 p.m. Eastern start. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this one. Crazy to think it's been 10 years since Tyler Sagan has been traded to Dallas uh and we're still I mean, still kind of talking about him. Anyways, that's it for today's episode, my friends. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you had a great weekend. Ours was full of basketball. Our middle son playing rep. He had a tournament this weekend. Uh, Their team's still finding their way, and he was playing with a a bit of a dinged-up foot, but wanted to get out there, had a couple buckets, got to the line. Very proud of him, and... uh, We also met our one, no, we already met her, but spent some time with our one-week-old niece as well, which was pretty cool. All right, that's it for today's episode. Special shout-out to Zidane Chara for completing the New York Marathon over the weekend, beating his personal record from the Boston Marathon back in the spring. Unbelievable what he's able to accomplish. And uh, please... Take care of yourselves, friends. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you again here tomorrow on a brand new episode of Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.